I no longer fear illness. I no longer get anxiety. I mean, of course, there's the general feeling if you just don't want people to be sick. I almost, in a sense, have this feeling of bring it on. I can handle that. Each day for my office, I get to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. And I want to share them with you. Some of my students have really caught my eye. Some of you have done all you can to learn how to cure those around you using homeopathic medicines. And your successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep these successes a secret any longer. So, with help from my roving reporters, we bring you a mini podcast series that I call Moms with Moxie. And sometimes we even interview dads with audacity. See how regular mothers and others, average people who want to cure those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous with homeopathy. You are listening to podcast number 48 at practicalhomeopathy.com. I'm Kate, and I would like to introduce you to a mom who has gone from freaking to fearless with homeopathy. Jessica has a contagious enthusiasm for homeopathy, and I'm so excited to have her share with us today. Jessica has some great stories for us today about how she's been using homeopathy, and she's even started leading study groups, and so she's pretty connected with her community, getting to know people and teach this, and so Jessica, I want to welcome you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited to get to know you, Jessica. Okay, so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get to hear your homeopathy stories. Sure. Well, I'm a mom of three boys who are ages seven, just turned six yesterday, and a almost two-year-old, and married to my husband. And we are out on the North Fork of Long Island, enjoying our lives here on the beaches and the vineyards and the farms. And I also teach yoga. And I am very excited because I recently discovered Joette, and it's totally changed my life. I am more than excited to be here sharing all this with other people because all I want to do is shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) (laughs) I think once you start learning about homeopathy, you want to tell everyone this can change your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. It really has changed my life. You know, I mean, I've been using natural means of medicine for a long time from herbal medicine and just trying to not use antibiotics and things like that, eat healthy diets and stay away from lots of sugar, all the general stuff. But I was still always so fearful of illness and had that conflict of, should I bring them to the doctor? Because then they're going to tell me I need antibiotics. And if I don't do antibiotics, I don't really have another option. And what if I don't do them? And ever since I've encountered these protocols and Joette and all her magical wisdom, (laughs) I feel like it's magical. (laughs) Um, That has changed for me. I no longer fear illness. I no longer get anxiety. I mean, of course, there's the general feeling if you just don't want people to be sick. But I almost, in a sense, have this feeling of bring it on. I, I can handle that. Yeah, it's given um, you, it's empowered you and helped you feel equipped, right? Yeah, and in so many ways, you know, not just with my kids, but with everything, even just little things. Like I had this sun allergy my entire life. The first few times I go in the sun, either it's on vacation or just the beginning of the spring, I get this horrible itchy rash on my chest and my hands. And it's to the point I scratch it in my sleep till I bleed. And I just recently started taking the skin course and found that there's a remedy for that. There's a protocol that I can use. And I used it when I went down to Charleston for a quick vacation And I had the allergy probably a day and I usually have it almost two weeks after being in the sun. So empowering, you know, in terms of 
I'm not worried about my kids anymore. It's the little things that I just sort of dealt with and never thought I'd have an answer to. I can now fix that, which is great. Yeah. Let's get into talking about how you first came across homeopathy. You said that you used some other natural methods of healing before. Can you just tell us just briefly a little bit about those and then how you came to using homeopathy? Sure. Um, I've always kind of had a foundation in eating a healthy diet and using alternative methods. When I was younger, my father was diagnosed with cancer and given six months to live. And with that's with chemotherapy. And he mm-hmm. ended up using 100% natural means. I don't know exactly what they were. I remember him taking something like shark cartilage when I was, I was really young. Um, but he lived a long time after that, just using these natural means. His tumors completely disappeared. He was perfectly fine. I always had this foundation as a result of that. And as I became a parent, you know, I always kind of wanted to do things more naturally. I was sort of jumping on the buying things, organic bandwagon, stuff like that. But it wasn't until my first son was nine months old and he got his first case of croup. And I took him to the doctor with this barking seal cough. And he was a great doctor. Um, But he just was like, you know what? It's probably going to be a bad night for you. So I'm going to give him this shot of steroids. So we gave him this shot of steroids and we went home and everything was fine. And then few months later, he got croup again. He woke up from his sleep and couldn't brereathe. And so we took oh him to the gosh. ER. Yeah, it was very scary. He ended up with a chest x-ray. And, you know, looking back, I would have done a lot of things differently. But you can only go with what you know at the time. And then I think he may have gotten croup one more time. And I was pregnant with my second son at this time. I decided this wasn't the way to go. The doctor said, oh, he's just going to grow out of it. And it just didn't seem right to me that you get a cold and you end up in the emergency room. So we went and saw this amazing cranial sacral therapist. This is when we were in Westchester. And she's also an acupuncturist. And she worked her magic on him, but also told us that, you know, we should maybe try getting rid of gluten and dairy just to start. And that kind of was the beginning of everything for me. That opened one door that opened another door that led down a really long hallway of a lot of doors. (laughs) And I found myself years down the road using homeopathy now, but it all started with using aconite. Uh, That same practitioner told us to use aconite in the case of having any sort of sudden onset attack. And, And it saved us definitely a few visits to the emergency room. And my second son had the same issue and he had it actually a lot worse than the first. He continues to have them, but they've been getting less and less. And we also had another pharmacist in the area, this great compounding pharmacy at the time. And he had some homeopathic remedies in his shop. And he had mentioned anything sudden onset. And my son had had this really quick onset fever. And he told us to use aconite for that. So we started seeing that you could use things for different conditions. And then at some point, that cranial sacral therapist we were seeing, she told us to use cold comms. So that became a regular item we had in our house. That's incredible that a pharmacist actually knew about homeopathy and recommended it. Yeah, he actually had a lot of great information out there. And I feel like him combined with that cranial psychotherapist we saw, we really got into using homeopathy at that point. And it became something I felt a lot more comfortable using, just getting those little pieces of information from one person. And it was only tidbits, you know, nothing like I'm getting now. Yeah. So then that kind of piqued your interest about homeopathy. And how did you first really delve into homeopathy? Sometime in the last two years, I can't really pinpoint when it was. I, you know, I'm really involved in wellness. So I'm constantly listening to all the most current research and other uh, functional medicine doctors and all sorts of practitioners. And this one pediatrician held this summit and Joette was on it. So when I heard Joette talking on her little discussion, she mentioned that she wanted 
any person to be able to go to McDonald's and eat there if they absolutely had to and not have a big freak out about it. And I was in this place of freaking out about where I could eat if I couldn't get the food I was used to or yeah. wanted or of the quality I needed. And so then I started listening and then she had some amazing information to share. And I was totally at this place in my life where I needed to dive into something more deeply, like take my interest in wellness and really focus on one area. And I was about to go the route of looking into gut health. And as so many people know, that is a very complex topic. And I don't know that I am in a place to handle it myself. And Joette mentioned this, you know, she had these study groups and she mentioned a few remedies and a few protocols. I think she talked about aconite for croup. So I was listening, but she also said using aconite for yourself. And I'd never known that because certainly when my child wakes up in the middle of the night and can't breathe, you could be sure I'm having some anxiety myself. Right. Yeah. That really resonated with me. And then she mentioned these study groups and I think she mentioned the cost being low. Cause that's the other thing I've been wanting to take herbal classes and do this, but they're thousands and thousands of dollars and there's no way I could have afforded that. Um, so I went on the website and started researching and thought to myself, no one's going to do this with me. And I called the office and there were some wonderful people at Joette's office that really helped me. And they uh, said, you know, I could sign on and try to get other people from anywhere else all over the world to join my group. But it turned out, I just mentioned it to a couple people. And before I knew it, I think we had seven people in our group. Wow. Yeah. It was all people that I, you know, lived in Westchester with, and that was it. I mean, from there on, I was hooked. And at that point, I feel like the universe threw every single thing at me it could in such a short amount of time. Luckily, nothing major, but little things. And I was able to have some amazing aha moments with homeopathy that forever have convinced me. I mean, you could tell me, you know, lots of people will say negative things about homeopathy that it's, you know, a placebo effect. Um, but I, at this point, my experiences are so profound that I could never go back from where I am. Yeah. And you could never dispute the fact that that was what helped, right? That's the coolest thing. It's happened so many times. And it, uh, Joette talks about it being reproducible and that, you know, it's not just one instance. I have three children. I have a dog. I have a husband. I have myself and I have a whole lot of willing friends and we've done it <laughs> on all of them and it's worked for everybody. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I get the wrong remedy or, you know, they didn't stick to it or, uh, the timing was off, you know, and it's more often that it works than it doesn't. I will say that. So what um, would you have to say to those people who maybe get discouraged when it doesn't work? What would you say? You know, I think about that a lot because I am, you know, I'm trying to persuade the whole world to do this. And the only way to persuade them is for them to have those moments themselves. Otherwise they're not going to be users of homeopathy. So I would say it's just a matter of really learning the remedies. I mean, I wake up every day and I'm get my book out for something else. I've woken up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I have to read the description of that remedy because I need to know, does it work for that? Or I just have these moments where it, you all start connecting the dots. Beyond that, I'd say you have to have the remedies. And getting the 30 kit is really important, but it, also the 200 to me is very important because you can't get a lot of the 200s in the stores. Any kit is really helpful just because it's in your house and in the middle of the night, if you need something, it's there. But in particular, I feel like that 200 kit with the Banerjee protocols has really been a lifesaver for us. If I didn't have that 200 kit, we wouldn't have had so much success. But to be honest, I think you have to be ready to do what you want to do. You know, Joette once said, I don't know if it was on a podcast or in our Q&A, because I was telling her how I was really wanting to tell everybody about it. And she said, you really have to know your audience. So that's important too. 
you know, giving the remedies to the people who you know are going to use them because she said you can give homeopathy a bad name if people are going to sort of do it halfway or, you know, you could tell someone to use something, but they have to go buy those remedies themselves. You have to invest in it yourself. And that's where the study group comes in. I can tell people all I want to tell them, but it's their decision at that point to start and learn about it themselves and have those experiences for themselves. And it's totally different to have someone else tell you what to do and then you doing it yourself. Right. And I, I like what you said that if it doesn't work, stick with it. And if it doesn't work, it's likely that you've chosen the wrong remedy. Or like you said, the timing's off. Maybe you just, you tried it once and you, you needed to use it more often or something like that. But just have the remedies, have your materials, your resources, take some classes, get the knowledge, and then it would be just like you where you're like, I want to shout it from the rooftops. And it's a practice in patience too. You know, I've had moments where I've taken something and it's gone. My son got croup recently, my middle child. Actually, this is kind of a funny story. I half asleep and in a panicked mode, I go into my kit and I go to get the aconite out and I took out arsenicum unknowingly and I gave him arsenicum. So he takes arsenicum and nothing happens. <laughs> it's not getting better. And I'm being very calm and I'm saying, it's going to work. Just give it some time. Like, you know, I knew what to do with croup. So I wasn't too nervous. And he said, it's not working, mommy. It's not working. I can't breathe. And, you know, in, in between his gasping for breath. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a second dose because I think he needs it. It's pretty severe. So I go back to my kit and I had had the remedy out and I grabbed it and looked at it. It was arsenicum. And I'm like, well, that explains it. Sure uh -huh. enough, I gave him the aconite. And and within three minutes, he was breathing again. Totally oh. normally, the writer sound went away. And what's cool is I ended up taking the aconite with him there. I remember Joette telling us, you know, you take it too when you're having anxiety. And I could literally feel the anxiety being sucked out of my body as if almost someone knocked the wind out of me, they knocked the anxiety out of me. It was one wow. of the coolest experiences. You know, to have anxiety sucked out of you in a moment like that is more than just amazing. It's a gift from God. It <laughs> is. And it's those moments that really make you a believer. You know, that's where, and I don't want to say believer because then it sounds like it's something that's not real, but it's those moments that you learn to trust homeopathy with every bit of you, mm -hmm. you know, and then the other moments take a little more patience. And when we were doing our study group, her name is Tammy, the, cr the cranial sacral therapist. So Tammy, you know, who I had this past relationship of trust with, I would call her. And at the time we were suffering from cold and uh, from the flu over the winter during the study group. So I was texting with everyone on a group text and she kept saying to me, just be patient. Because I've had those moments where homeopathy has worked like that, I couldn't handle that it wasn't working so quickly. So patience is a big part of homeopathy too. And, you know, we talked about not giving it the remedy at the right time, but also taking too many remedies. And Joette had joked about in one of her podcasts that in the beginning, everyone's going to have a moment where, you know, they try too many remedies. They sort of do this one and then they throw another one out there and then they change their mind and they throw another one in there. And I've definitely had a few of those days, you know, where I'm not really sure and I'm anxious and I want to get rid of that condition, whatever it is. It's taught me to really be patient and trust the body. I was just texting with a friend today. She said that she had a really great experience for her canker sore. I actually gave her the, the Merck saw and it wasn't working. We did like two and a half days of it. It actually got worse. So I was like, you know, I, I saw on a post somewhere, antimonium crudum. So she took it and with a few hours, she said, notice me better. And she was begging to take another one. And I said, just wait, you know, just <laughs> let it have its time. You'll know when you need another one. <laughs> And so it's really practicing that patience. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about some other things that have happened. I know you've had some experience also with strep throat, right? Yeah. Strep throat was a big one. So my middle child, the one who has the croup issues, all his issues land in his throat, which is of interest. He used to get croup attacks. And then last year in May, he got a really sore throat and, and it ended up being strep throat. I took him to the doctor on about day four. 
And he had a positive strep test and they gave him antibiotics because I've never had strep before, never researched it. And at this point, I wasn't really using homeopathy for something like this. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we went home, gave him the antibiotics. That was it. And then he was on and off sick from May until October. We weren't sick the whole previous winter. And then after those antibiotics, things went downhill. And he'd only had one other dose of antibiotics in his life. And at this point, he was five. So he had one when he was two. And so then in September, he missed the first two days of school. He got strep throat again. Same thing. This time I knew exactly what it looked like. With him, it hits with a high fever, a really sore throat. He's really sick. And he also throws up. Hmm. So this time, I think I waited till day two, we took him in, sure enough, strep throat, came home, antibiotics, same thing. And then right around this time is when I discovered Joette, she mentioned strep. So I got the remedies quick as I could get them, I got them. I knew that strep was coming again. I knew that wasn't the end of it. So I ended up getting the remedies. I made sure I had the right remedies on hand for strep. I, I felt like I was really ready for it to come. And this is one of those moments of empowerment. Like I wasn't scared of strep coming anymore. I was like, it's going to come and we're going to do this. I even bought the home strep test, which was not easy to use, nor did that even help us in the end. So that was September. And then the third time around was about the end of October. Sure enough, high fever, sore throat, threw up. I knew it was strep throat. There was the pus spots on the back of his throat. So sure enough, I got out the Heprosol, gave it to him. And I think I was writing on Joette's message board. I was pretty anxious about it. It It's one of the first times I was using homeopathy for more of a major acute situation. And within 24 hours, he'd majorly improved. And by the next day, we actually had already had a visit with this new pediatrician. And um, we had a well visit the next day to get our school forms filled out. And he looked at his throat and his throat was perfectly fine. And he had had no fever the next day. And, you know, was still coming down from being sick. But he was overall on the mend. Amazing. We're really happy about that. And now I can't believe that I have this tool What I think is also really cool, this is where I come back to the part about all of his issues being in his throat. He's also a very vocal kid. Hmm. But he also, somewhere over this winter, they got impetigo. My older son was doing wrestling, and I think that's where it came from. So he, the older one got it at first, so I started using the protocol for impetigo. And then the second one got it, because impetigo is pretty contagious. And what was interesting to me is that the same remedy, Hebrosulf, is used in both protocols for impetigo and also for croupiness and also for uh, strep throat, and also for horse voice. And he uses his voice so much. So it's all in this throat region. So what's really interesting to me is how he keeps calling for this same remedy. And I like to think that it's really uprooting all of these illnesses for him, that eventually he's not going to have any of these issues because he is now able to fix these conditions with homeopathy, which is really empowering for me. And I think for him too, he doesn't feel as scared. You know, it's scary not to be able to breathe or to get these really horrible sore throats and feel that sick. So he's learning to trust the remedies too, which is great. Wow. That's so beautiful when it all ties together like that. And you start to see that this one remedy could uproot all of these things. It's it's so incredible. So powerful. Yeah, really powerful. And I have to say skin issues always sort of perplex me. I know they're usually not very you know, dire circumstances, usually skin conditions. We never had any major eczema, but we've had little things here and there. And um, Austin had one bout of eczema and it was after a steroid shot when he'd had croup when he was younger. And it came right around where he had the steroid shot in his hip area. Oh, wow. And that was 
eczema he's ever had. However, over this winter, he got eczema on his back, and I actually have uh, great before and after pictures of it. That was a huge thing, is taking a picture of it, because if you don't take a picture, you have no clue what it looked like the day before. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, so, so document with photos. Yeah, that's been a huge help for me, because it's so easy. And, you know, Judd talks about how it's easy to forget, but it's it's really easy to forget. <laughs> I can't remember or if it's better or worse. So I would take a picture. And within a week of having this eczema, it was completely different. It was on its way out and now there's nothing there. Hmm. And then my littlest guy got ringworm also, I think from the wrestling room, <laughs> uh. same thing, used a protocol and worked great. And what was cool there is I couldn't get exactly what I needed in one of the remedies. I needed a three C and I didn't have a three C. I only had a six C and that actually did work, which was great. Um, that question does come up of playing around with the remedies and I know that it's best to stick with the remedies to get the best results, but sometimes I think there is a little bit of wiggle room. So you had told me a story when we were talking earlier about your son, Charlie, and something about a runny nose. Oh, okay. So Charlie had had this runny nose from October all the way to January, and I wasn't exactly sure what to get rid of it. I was using Nat Muir because I know that's a great one for just you know uncolored mucus, but nothing was really working, and it was just consistently coming out of his nose. And he was healthy; he wasn't sick. I couldn't think of anything that he was allergic to. He's only 18 months, so I had gotten some information from Joette about using a remedy just for this runny nose, and I used this remedy, and within two days, the runny nose disappeared. And I haven't seen it since. He just got a cold now. He's got a runny nose again, but now I know what to do, which is great. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are going to be shouting from the rooftop. You all need homeopathy. <laughs> I'm really going to have to lock me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So talk to us about your gateway course and some of the moms and how everything kind of came on at once and then there was an experience about Charlie all these yeah. Charlie stories right Charlie playing with a ceramic mug so we were on our I believe it was the week two meeting for my first study group and we were talking about first aid and so whatever we finished our night that night and we read about the remedies and that was the end of that and the next morning uh, Charlie was in my mug drawer with all my coffee mugs and he took out a ceramic mug and before I could even get to him, he dropped it on the floor and sliced his little pinky open with this mug. It was gushing blood. If you've seen a cut on a little baby's finger, you know how I can really pour blood. It's gushing blood. And I'm almost laughing in this moment to myself how ironic this is. So sure enough, I give him right away some Arnica and then I gave him some lead -um. I was a little unsure what to do, but that was seemed to be the topic of our discussion last night. That was on my mind. And I gave him lead -um 200 and I got really nervous and I texted my friend and I said, oh my God, I gave him lead -um 200. Do you think that was too strong? And she said, just go with it. It's done. You just have to believe in what you did. And within a few minutes, it healed up in a way that looked like he had a paper cut. I kid you not, it went from a gushing open wound to a tiny little sliver that wasn't bleeding. So I was, you know, really amazed and really happy and it looked really great. So that was it. We went to bed that night and I totally forgot about it. Job well done. Patted myself on the back, laughed about that. And then um, about two days later, I saw him kind of favoring that hand and I looked at that pinky and sure enough, it was really infected. It was really inflamed. It was swollen. Half of his pinky was bright red. I know he has a little pinky, but it was really not looking happy. There was pus coming out of it. It was a well infected finger. Oh. 
I was concerned. I wasn't really so concerned about where he cut it because it was a clean mug. But we have plants and dirt, and this kid is an earth baby, and all he does is play in the dirt. So all I could think about was those moms freaking out about tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> I started to freak out about tetanus and didn't know what to do. And sure enough, I thought, oh, I'm going to try lead them. You know, there was a few remedies that crossed my mind, but that was the one that we had talked about that night so much. And I was like, I'm going to try it again. And I used lead them the first night, but I didn't think about it again. And so then I used lead them now. And within a couple hours, the pus started to go away. The red, I think the redness and the swelling is the first to go. Okay. And it healed up really nicely. It was a really wonderfully empowering experience. And I was so grateful to have those remedies on hand. If I hadn't had them on hand, I would have had to go to the doctor. I would have had to do something else because it was an emergent situation at that point. Um, his finger really was not looking good. And again, I took pictures. So it was really great because I have the before and after of that. Oh, wow. And then didn't he also hit his head or something where he had a goose egg? So Charlie has a hemangioma and I'm not sure if everyone knows what that is, but it is a vascular, it's like a giant red blood looking like mark on his forehead. It looks like a, it's a birthmark and it's supposed to disappear on its own somewhere around the age of two. And if it doesn't, now we have homeopathy for that. <laughs> um, so I'm ready. But he fell and hit his head. And the mom of three boys, I'm no stranger to head bumps. It really doesn't freak me out when they hit their head. I know what happens. I know what to do. But he hit his head right on the corner of a really solid wooden bench right under that hemangioma. And it swelled up instantly. And I didn't know if, because it was such a vascular, bloody area, if there was any implications for that. So I got pretty nervous. And, and it was a, it was a good-sized bump. It bruised and swelled up very quickly. And so I called the doctor. There happened to have a concussion specialist there. So we made an appointment. And on the way to the doctor, we decided to give him Arnica. And this was still at the point where I was using homeopathy, but I had to like remember to use it. It wasn't my instant, oh, I'm going to use homeopathy. Okay. And we were using ice and trying to get ice on an 18-month-old head is not really easy. Um, yeah. So I gave him a dose of Arnica 200. And right there in front of our eyes, it's completely reduced in swelling. It basically disappeared underneath the hemangioma. There was no more lump. So you went to the doctor then? We were on our way to the doctor at that point, And my husband wanted to get it checked out. So we, we did. They looked at it. They said it was fine and sent us on our way. Nice. Yeah, it was a really great experience. We're very lucky to have had that there. Yeah. And so give us a list of all the different things that you've seen homeopathy work for. Like I've seen it work for croup and, you know, bruises and cuts. Yeah, um, just on top of my head, you know, we have the ones I've been talking about. We've had strep throat, impetigo, eczema, ringworm, the cut on my son's hand, bruises and swollen areas on the body for bleeding. It's worked. We had a friend who we helped with pneumonia We've used it for coughs. We've used it for runny noses. We've used it for anxiety and sadness. We've used it for irritability and teething and irritability just on its own. Nothing to do with teething. I've used it for my own. We've used <laughs> it for sleeplessness. <laughs> and trying to think, I mean, the list is literally endless. I just used it on a friend for an infected cesarean incision and another friend for a canker sore. Uh, allergies, sneezing fits, you name it, and we're trying to heal it. <laughs> nice. Oh, vomiting, bloating, <laughs> you go down the list. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign, though, that we have so many things to treat. Oh, I think mastitis, too. Oh, yes. That was very early on. I used Phytolacca to help with my mastitis. That was very, very early on. Actually, that was probably the first remedy I ever used. Wow. 
Yeah, start off with a bang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been really great talking to you, and I love your enthusiasm for homeopathy, and I know that will be contagious to our listeners and those people who just need a little bit of encouragement that, yes, you can do this. You can find the right remedy. This is going to work. Just keep learning. Have those remedies on hand. Oh, and one other thing that we should mention, when we were talking earlier, you said something about this really isn't that expensive to have the remedies. Right. So, you know, initially off the bat, it might seem like a really big investment to some people to get the kit. But I can't tell you, I've used all those remedies so many times. And if you go to the store and you stock up say Whole Foods or something, you're going to spend probably four times the amount of money in the end that you would if you just went out and bought a kit and you have this at your disposal. You can travel with it. You don't have, you know, 55 giant vials in your bag. You have this nice compact little container. You can help everybody just from this one little container. You could take it with you on an airplane. You could take it with you on the car, wherever you go. You always feel like you have that with you, which is really a huge comfort. Mm -hmm. And so did you get the kit from Joette? I did. I initially purchased the 30 kit and the 200 kit from Joette. And then shortly thereafter, I ended up getting the cell salt kit. Okay. So Jessica, I think you were telling me that you also have Joette's Materia Medica. And I have people asking me quite often what I think of Joette's Materia Medica and if they should purchase it. So why don't you give us your take on her Materia Medica? Of course. Joette's Materia Medica has been super helpful for me. It's really great because it doesn't use some of the difficult terminology that's used in the other Materia Medicas that I've seen. And instead, it's very relatable and easy to understand information. It's used in Joette's voice. Her personality shines through in it, as well as sometimes she's throwing in some protocols that are either helpful in that moment or helpful to tuck away for later use. It's really been an excellent tool for me to have. Well, Jessica, thank you again for sharing with us. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And I thank you for your time and your willingness to share the successes that you've had. So thanks for being with us today, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been an honor. I feel so grateful to have had this experience. Thank you. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com, where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author, Joette Calabrese, shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy and nutrient-dense nutrition. Joette's podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.